eat them. Anything was possible. It's hard to say when the hypochondria started. I'd been worried about my health for as long as I could remember, the anxiety growing like a tumor, each year introducing a new way to die. There were so many ways to go. Besides diseases, there were poisons everywhere you looked. A whiff of the wrong fumes and you'd have instant brain damage. Mistake the glass cleaner for Kool-Aid and who wouldn't, they were both blue. And you'd need a new liver. By age four, I knew well enough to avoid the skull-branded bottles under the kitchen sink. But what about natural toxins? The local landscaper had thoughtfully mined the front yards of our family-friendly neighborhood with all manner of poisonous plants. My parents had warned us to steer clear of the oleander and hollyberries, but sometimes a brush was unavoidable. What if I forgot and stuck my pollen-coated fingers in my mouth? What if I sneezed open-mouthed and a gust of wind blew a blossom in? It didn't seem likely, but it was possible, wasn't it? The scariest plant of all, of course, was the family tree. When a fourth-grade assignment required me to compile my own, I took less note of when ancestors died than of what. Did we have a lot of heart disease in our family? Any lupus? MS? How about Hodgkin's? There was remarkably little cancer, it turned out. Hypochondria, however, was in ample supply. The tendency to fear the worst was right there with our short legs and big feet. I had relatives who couldn't breathe, and others who couldn't swallow, and a number who suffered from vague, lingering conditions that required me to forfeit control of the television when they came to visit, and to please not wear the loud shoes. Then there was the musician, who was more adept at what doctors dryly called the organ recital, the litany of abstract complaints that is the hallmark of the hypochondriac. My favorite hypochondriac was a cousin thrice removed who was convinced she had stomach cancer. Sure she was dying, she was too afraid to go to the doctor until the pain became completely unbearable. Her stomach tumor was born six hours later. He weighed seven pounds, and they named him Francis. Who knew what bombs were ticking inside you? Even if you didn't inherit any of the awful genetic diseases, you could always catch something. Ebola or malaria, hepatitis or TB. You could pick up a virus, an environmental disease, an infection, or a parasite. And then there's the endless list of worms, thousands upon thousands, crawling in and crawling out. Fluke and flatworm, beefworm and tapeworm, roundworm, porkworm, threadworm, heartworm, hookworm. Worms surpass us in both number and fortitude. Several thousand nematodes aboard the space shuttle Columbia survived the crash. Worms will certainly eat you when you die, and perhaps well before. Pinworms might invade your rectum, flatworms your bladder. Guinea fireworm might consume your flesh from the inside out. It could happen. It's been happening for eons. The guinea fireworm, in fact, is what you see in the caduceus, wrapped around the rod. Healers used to slit the skin open and draw the critter out with a stick. Yes, gross. Hypochondria is no less disturbing and almost as old. It has existed in various forms for thousands of years.
Perhaps because it allows you to lie in bed without actually killing you, it has endured and flourished and was taken quite seriously for most of history, enjoying a true heyday in the 17th and 18th centuries. By the 19th century, it had started to acquire the stigma it retains to this day. It had become perceived as largely untreatable. It was too physical for psychotherapists, too mental for medical doctors, and responded poorly to treatment of either kind. What was the point in caring for a patient who wasn't sick, but who would never get better nonetheless, and who wasn't even crazy in a fun way? At least with paranoid schizophrenics you get good stories. But unless you find the symptoms of colon polyps interesting, hypochondriacs are just a bore. There's no glamour in it, no red carpet charity fundraisers for it, no celebrity spokespeople. And you couldn't ask for a worse poster boy. Its most famous sufferer was Hitler. Even doctors hate us.